0: Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane.
1: And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And may I just be the first to wish, I love this season between... Thanksgiving and Christmas. May I just wish my my Jewish friends a blessed Hanukkah. I think it starts next week. My Christian friends the merriest of Christmas and all everyone else, happy holidays. I just love the holidays. It's just fun. Love decorating. Love the gift giving. Love the family time. The food. Oh my gosh. The problem is, I think I've already put on my 10 pounds of holiday weights. So I don't know I don't know if I can put on another. I don't know if I can go through the whole holidays, but we'll give it a good try. This is also a good time when you're going to see your transition. There's just a few plants left with fall color. Most of them have dropped their leaves from that last windstorm we had. There's a few. I just shot a a picture of uh, flowering pears. They're kind of the last tree to turn red in the fall of the year. They'll always carry you into the first part of December, and then they'll finally drop their leaves the next windstorm. They'll drop their leaves. I love flowering pears. Now, these do not put on actual pears, fruit fruiting pears, but they're related to them. They have the same pear leaf, same waxy leaf. It gets up to about 30 feet tall, 30, 35, somewhere in there, and, and wide, great shade tree, robust with that waxy leaf. It just really is drought-hardy, but its real claim to fame are twofold. One, the fall color, it's the last tree to turn fall in the, in the year. It's just beautiful. I mean, it's fire engine red, but it's counter. In spring, it has this beautiful white flower, like bridal white flower. It's just And it's covered before it sets a leaf. It is just absolutely, it's a solid ball of white. And it's real pretty. It's one of those pollinators for bees when they first come out. They're foraging very hungry in the very early spring, usually April, end of March even. It'll go into bloom. And so it's got a great and then shade tree in the fall. It's got a an interesting bark to it. It's not quite like aspen white, but it's very light gray. It's very dist- very pretty out in the yard. So that's what that's what's going on right now. The maples they're pretty much done. Uh, the sumacs they've been over for two three weeks. They've been they've been naked. They've been bare or deciduous is what we call that a deciduous tree deciduous shrub. And there's evergreen. Trees and shrubs doesn't mean they're ever they're always green. It means they always have foliage on them. So uh, some of your junipers, that last cold snap, they started to go from green to light gray or purple, or they have different hues to them. Your uh, nandinas or heavenly bamboos, if they're out in the full sun as it gets cooler, they'll actually get this beautiful red color to them. So they're they've got foliage on them, so defined as ever green. But really, an evergreen can have this changing color, the foliage, as the as the day part, as the daylight uh, length of day gets shorter and shorter, it changes colors as the temperature changes. It gets changes color as there's frost. It changes different kinds of colors, and you'll find that shade is different from sun. Out in the sun, they get more color actually. More in the shade, they'll stay that same just just green ever. They're truly just evergreen. And so it's just, plants are so fascinating in in, in how they react and and the microclimates that they're put into. This last week, I wrote an article on hardiness zones. What is our growing zone? What does that even mean? USDA zone, hardy hardy zones. Let me just quickly define that because it's a question that often comes up. That's the reason I put that article out there. Um, if you want that article, take a look. It's at watersgardencenter.com under blog. It'll be the first blog. You can't miss it. Every week I write an article on that's thematic, that's right for the season, and it's right there. So our USDA zone, this is the national zone, and it's rating by how cold will plants go down to. And so we need plants in this Middle Central Highlands area, the center part of Arizona, really from Kingman down to Spring Valley, Cortis Junction, all the way over to really Cottonwood, Payson, Sedona, back over to Prescott, Prescott Valley, Dewey, Humboldt. We're all the same zone, pretty much. We're a zone seven. Okay, it might vary a little bit, Jerome, you might be a zone eight because you're up there on that hillside. You get that sunlight, first sunlight right there. You're east facing. It's perfect for growing things in containers. Just the soil's terrible, but you can grow the the cold hardiness. It's a zone eight. Kingman, you're going to be a zone eight. Uh, Cordes Junction, zone eight. Really Skull Valley, hillside, Kirkland, zone eight. Prescott, Prescott Valley. uh, Dewey Humboldt, zone seven. So, a zone eight can grow a zone seven plant or six, five, four, three, two, one. You can grow that, you just can't grow higher. So, if yours is a zone six, let's say Flagstaff, Williams, you all are going to be a zone five or six. You need plants that can go sub zero. So, every year you all get below zero. You need plants that can handle that. They've got enough antifreeze within the structure of that plant to take on that cold and go, yeah, I'm fine. No worries here. And they come out in spring and go. Let's bloom again. Let's 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 put on foliage. Just put on more fruit again. You need plants that are a zone five or a four or a three, two, one. So you need plants that can go down to minus ten degrees or lower, uh, but not a zone seven. You can't grow zone seven up there. You need plants because they would get killed off. But in Prescott, we're a zone seven, so we can grow zone six, five, four, three, two, one. So we got more range, more variety, more options for us. The higher the number. Once you get into Phoenix, that's when it gets kind of funky. Uh, Down there, there's a zone 10, 11, 12s, Palm Springs. Um, There, it's it's desert plants. If you even look at those things cold, they'll die. So there, you can't grow a, uh, a, let's say, a, a lilac tree. Or rows of Sharon's or some of these more, these these Zone 7 plants down there. It gets too hot. Yeah, you can cheat it, you gardeners. I never never tell a gardener what they can or can't do. They'll always find a way. They'll create microclimates. They'll put it in the shade. Put some shade cloth over it. They'll protect it. They'll make it go. But generally speaking, the Joe average guy, or if you just don't want to work that hard, you want to stick with your zone. The Phoenix is going to be Zone 10. Really... 10, 9, 8 range, 7s. They're just going to burn up in the summer down there. But up here, we can grow all those perennials. Most of your perennials are going to be a zone 5, 6, or 7. That's echinaceas and gallardias and salvias, all the exotic, beautiful grasses that we grow. We're so famous for up here. You can grow all of those up here And they'll take the cold. They might go underground like a perennial does, but it will come back fresh from the ground. And you have a whole new plant. And so most of your fruit trees are zone seven, six, five, four, somewhere in that range. These are all your apples and pears and cherries. They do wonderfully up here. They can take our cold and come right back out of it. So zones, your USDA zone that you need to know what your zone is and i had put a a zip code calculator actually linked into the the federal site the usda federal gauge it's here put your zip code in it'll tell you what your zone is if you're really in doubt come talk to your local garden centers we know what our zones and your neighborhood will know what your your neighborhood's zone is but in general we're going to be a zone five, six, seven, here in the maybe eight for those outlying areas, the, the lower elevations, 4,000 foot to 4,500, somewhere in there, you, you all are a zone eight. If we're in that 6, five 6,000 square foot or uh, altitude, we're going to be a zone six, seven. If you're above that, you're going to be a zone colder, so probably a zone five or six. And that's what that is we're all pretty much the same when that storm races across the desert and hits us it that that snow and that cold dumps on all of us in fact, interesting where the washes are, it's actually colder. you're actually a zone colder than up on the hills hilltops. Warm air rises, cold air sinks and almost runs like a river through the back through those dry washes, and so that's why you don't want to plant that new peach tree or apple tree next to that dry wash. You really want it up on the hillside just out of that cold so it doesn't get frosted when it's got that new blossom in spring or new fruits coming on. So that's zones in a nutshell. We went into depth with examples and photos and lists. Goes into, if, this, if that's of interest, look at watersgardencenter.com blog. It'll be right there. We have Lisa Waters Lane coming in with your garden questions right after this.
0: You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.
1: Waters Garden Companion Plants for November are Flowering Pear, English Ivy, Camellias, and Vanderwolf pine.
0: VanderWolf is related to Arizona pines with fluffy foliage.
1: It's remarkably resilient in dry Arizona soils.
0: Makes a graceful specimen in yards or expansive estate landscapes.
1: This distinctive pine, long, twisted, silver-blue needles covering the dense branches. Carefree and easy to grow. Shop by store or online at watersgardencenter.com. I used to be cocky and actually dared to beat the big boxes at their own game. Since the beginning, we were known for the very best plants in town. But with youthful ambition, we added a line of inferior plants, contractor grade, that matched the box stores and beat their prices. We failed miserably. The plants were side by side. Waters hand-picked quality at the higher price and the inferior plants at the lower price with astounding results. The inferior plants, not bad quality, just not full and nice, were still there a month later. The hand-picked quality plants, they had been restocked twice and the bench was empty again. The youthful cockiness, it's tempered and with age comes wisdom and knowing who you really are. Waters Garden Center doesn't compete with the marts and the boxes. We simply grow the very best plants our family is famous for. We will never offer inferior plants, cross my heart. Pinky Swear, Waters Garden Center. 1815
0: Iron Springs Road
1: here in Prescott.
0: You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener, green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. Okay,
1: and we are back with Ken and Lisa Lane. Lisa comes in each week with your garden question, just what are people talking about? And and basically I do that myself, but I just like spending time in a studio, small office with you <laughs> called my studio. We record this here at Waters Garden Center. And uh, we just try to take a break off the floor. And mm-hmm. you're, we're dealing with customers right before this. And then we come on and share some of those questions, or we see Facebook questions, or people are there's so many ways people try to ask questions anymore. It's uh, Google. I've had several questions through Google questions they they really? talk, yeah waters garden center and they'll say ask a question and it's a an obscure thing companies aren't huh. used to coming through we're used to answering reviews yeah. yeah which are mainly good i had one one review this week one star cool And I researched him and he started saying, you're ugly. Our kids are stupid. Why would anyone shop there? They just went on. It was offensive. I researched. He's from Dallas, Texas.
0: And he's reviewing us. I know. He's never been to the store.
1: You've got to be. I didn't respond to him. I said, listen, I think a box store, and I mentioned one, hired you because we've had problems with them before. And I don't think you were actually here. But just in case, here's my personal contact. Ask for me and I'll meet you at the garden center if you have any garden questions. I'm here for you. You mouth breather. Oh, so I didn't say that last last part. That's what I thought it anyway, but then we got three, five stars. Mainly that's kind of what we get. And overall we're at 4.9, whatever, but then there's a question side to that. Mm -hmm. And it sends a notification to us that we asked. We had three of those this week. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a, phenomena that happened
0: interesting i
1: don't know it's all those new uh, google pixel yeah. 6 phones people have
0: you you and your google <laughs> yeah. your google phone
1: you and you apple people all, all 30% of you the rest hey. the 70% the rest hey. of us are all
0: whose apps work better <laughs> under the gun. Mine or yours?
1: Now, between the two of us, I'm sure we can find everyone (laughs) that's tuned in right now that owns a cell phone, which is everyone, all the way down to 10-year-olds. So anyway, let's go to garden questions. How about that?
0: we can do that. So, Jefferson Prescott, he wants to mulch around his uh, raspberries, blackberries, roses, that kind of stuff. Wants to know how thick it needs to be on the soil. And his other question is, is shredded bark any better than they composted? Does it matter?
1: So if you're asking the question, probably better for you is shredded cedar bark. And the only reason is cedar, it's looser, airier, mm-hmm. and it's got an oil in it. Cedar's got a natural oil that repels, like say aphids that, that harbor underneath all that. They'll kind of rest underneath. They're using the mulch to protect themselves as well. And so cedar bark. Now, a lot of folks that are tuned in, they're hardcore gardeners. They got mulch piles of the size of like a VW bus. <laughs> they're big. Well, they're just use compost, it composted material for those folks in the Midwest. They always use wood chips. They chip up. They've got so much wood. Mm-hmm. They chip it up and they use that. Uh, just getting a layer. And this is just the book, a two to three inch layer over the root mat, the root ball of the plant. see, it's a rose. It might go out 18, 24 inches. Nice circle, make it look cute and neat. Uh, for, he mentioned raspberries and black, any berries, mm-hmm. they're really sensitive to a lot of moisture right at the stems. Mm-hmm. So I would say mulch up to within, I don't know, six, eight inches of that, those canes coming up, but don't mulch right up to it. Just because if, you, if you're not quite sure what to do, I'm giving you kind of fudge factor, right? You can make a mistake and you still win. Uh, so that would be, that would be safer two to three inch layer of composted material. Don't use manure, not to, to mulch up around lilacs and roses. And it can be too harsh, mm-hmm. especially, I know there's a lot of horse people that are tuned in. The bigger properties have horses and they have big gardens and you've got humongous piles of manure that it's too raw, too, too many times there's this huge grub that lives in horse manure piles. And so when you take that and then put it around your, your plants to insulate them through the winter, you just put a bunch of grubs in there and you're doing more damage than good. So don't use manure. Okay. It's too hot. Use mulch, composted material, a two to three inch layer. And what it does as we get into this freeze-thaw cycle, it'll, it'll be warm during the day, freeze at night. We're already starting to see that in parts of the garden. Mm -hmm. The ground starts to heave. It starts to freeze. It starts to expand like a sponge. And so with this expansion, shrinking, expansion, shrinking, every night, expand, shrink. It can destroy the layers of roots at the top end of of the soil. So that top six inches, it'll really damage it. And Mm -hmm. so you're having to start over again. This keeps that from happening. You'll get better blooms next spring from your lilacs, for scythias. It's, it's just good to fruit trees would like it. You'll get better flower buds. It's just mm-hmm. a good general practice okay. to, to do that, especially in the mountains where we really don't have natural soil. We don't have topsoil. Mm-hmm. So it helps you rebuild the soil every year. There's a lot of benefits to it, but come back to the question, two to three inch layer, uh, go out about 18, 24 inches. You're good.
0: Okay. You know, while I'm thinking about yeah. it, um, this wasn't a question, but a customer brought in uh pine scale. Pine scale, egg sac things, crazy. and in for November to have that come in. So, <laughs> if you have a lot of pine trees, maybe that's something you want to check out.
1: Yeah, I would say let's just cover that because that's yeah. so important. So the whole team rallied around this. We they knew what it was, but here I am. I was doing a bank statement or something in, in my office in the computer. Coming, Ken, do you know what this is? And I'm going, like, yeah, that's 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 scale. Scale eggs, egg mass, mm-hmm. just laid, hasn't even hatched yet. It's just sitting there, just like in the last week. And so it was in such disbelief that no one <laughs> believed it could be scale.
0: Usually this is I'm March, not, not November. Here, but that's what it looks like. It's got to
1: be the moisture, the warmth. We should have been colder by mm-hmm. now. We're warm going. Autumn is nicer. It's why we live here. But right. it's nice for scale hard? and for us. It's a freaky thing. It, it could be really bad for pine mm-hmm. trees. What we recommended for them was pick those It's a white, cottony,
0: almost looks like sawdusty kind of stuff. White sawdust with some
1: black dots. It's weird. If you, you'll know if you see it, it's weird. It's at the trunk where the soil is, right where Mm -hmm. the crown is, or in the main crotches. If you see that, collect all that up that you can, because every one of them, there's thousands of scale on there that will attack Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the, the needles. Pick that up, spray it with sayonara, is what we did for this gentleman. Just spray it down. Kills off those eggs and then mm-hmm. put plant protector. It's a systemic that uh, the plant absorbs and taints the sap. And so we kind of went all marine on this one. because yeah. It was a beautiful scale. It was beautiful pinion pine.
0: Right. We and don't want them to lose that. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, had, he had a lot of pines, so we definitely take action. They're
1: We're not there. the only ones. So this yeah. something watch. It's something that's mm-hmm. freakish. Hopefully, it's not throughout the whole mountain. This central highland area. But probably it is. Yeah. If you got a beautiful pinion pine, you should go out and walk it. Just see, just watch it, and pray that it gets cold. We need, <laughs> we need a foot of snow on the ground. That would be like. Nice. In, in December, that'd mm-hmm. be great to eliminate all these problems. Yeah,
0: but definitely take a walk out in your yard, especially yeah. if you're in the pine forest. Yeah. Take a look and see on that. It would be really important. Uh, next question is from Shelly, talking about pine forest. She wants to know, do you think rosemary would survive the winter up in the Groom Creek area?
1: Oh, yeah, I think you'd be fine. Yeah, I've, you're perfectly fine. Uh, there's hardier varieties. Mm-hmm. So there's a ground cover variety. Um, Arps is very hardy. I think it's good down it's to minus up, right? 20. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's a a Creeping Huntington Carpet. Mm -hmm. Then there's Tuscany Arp. And there's another one, um, the Globe one. Hills Hardy. Yeah. So really be careful which one you plant. You Mm -hmm. can plant the wrong one because there's like a hundred different rosemaries. Most of them won't grow where it's really cold. Mm -hmm. The winter will take them out. But there's a few and I know where you can buy them. (laughs) there's a garden center right close to you in prescott really? arizona we, we got them here for you we'll help you out with that so yes you should yeah. be able put them in to a sunny spot be just fine yeah think. yeah at least six to eight to all day sun mm-hmm. is ideal for for rosemary and i would say the same thing for oregano thyme uh, chives uh, leeks um uh, garlics onions all of those are going to thrive up there in the sunshine okay. now that those higher the highland pines groom creeks those higher mm-hmm. areas have a lot of pine trees so there's yeah. dappled sun many times mm-hmm. put it in the figure out where the bright sun is put it there and they'll thrive for you
0: mm-hmm.
1: wow just like that 10 minutes gone wow it's a pleasure being on the airwaves with you my dear you make me look better well, sure I or sound better <laughs> <laughs> kenner lisa lane the mountain gardener be right back
0: You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters Garden
1: companion plants for November are Vanderwolf pine, flowering pear, English ivy, and camellias.
0: Ice Angel Camellias produce amazing three inch rosy blossoms with petals that radiate out from the center of it.
1: Camellias deserve front yard status or admired on a patio or deck.
0: Well adapted to acidic soils beneath oaks, native junipers and maples.
1: Loves shade gardens, containers and raised beds.
0: Shop in store or online at watersgardencenter.com. Some stores are meant to dash into, hunt down your purchase and leave promptly. It's part of our
1: 24-7 cyber world where it's difficult to decompress, slow down, and enjoy the environment.
0: We miss the tactile experiences, fragrance, and enjoyment that come from slowing down and admiring the majesty of something as simple as a butterfly.
1: Waters has elevated lingering to an art form with experiential pauses built into the very DNA of the garden center.
0: We're designed purposefully for leisurely strolls through the many greenhouses that beckon guests to enjoy the plants.
1: We work tirelessly to craft an environment that aesthetically reflects the cycle of the seasons.
0: When you finally have a plant question, one of Waters' plant ambassadors are here to help you choose plants that will thrive in your landscape.
1: Decompress and learn how to linger in the garden once again here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott.
0: For people who love to slow down in the garden, they love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two Ts, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So the yard
1: can look a little messy right now with all those leaves. It's rolling around, kind of blowing into corners. Um, how important is it to rake up all those leaves or needles as far as that goes? If you you folks up in that, you know, the timber ridge, highland pines, up in those 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 pine forests, you know, the pine trees drop a lot of needles right now. So everything's going into their winter mode. And so how much is, is too much is really the question. So if you've got lawns or flower beds or vegetable gardens, um, you really don't want those leaves to settle on top of that lawn. Like I've got a thyme lawn, like creeping thyme and leaves. I've got a maple right on top of it and leaves have dropped. And I'm trying to keep those leaves sort of raked up. I just want sunlight to get down to the foliage of my creeping thyme. Otherwise, if it stays under, under that layer for more than a week or 2 you it'll start to get rotting or it will start to go subterranean. That, that time will go underground because it can't see the sunlight. Molds start to happen. So it gets too wet, too, stays too moist underneath the leaves. It creates kind of this shell or this, this top dressing that is okay for a little bit, but you really don't want it to stay on there. So it is important to rake leaves up, to rake needles up. The way that junipers and pine trees operate, this is purely defense. They know that there are limited resources in the forest. And so what they'll do is they'll shed their needles or their, their conifers. So they've got a needle to them, whether it's a juniper, Arizona cypress, cedar, pine tree, whatever it is, it's shedding. So underneath, directly underneath the foliage, you'll see this leaf litter or pine uh, straw as what it's defined as, pine mulch and so it's it's looking to bury everything underneath it literally it'll try to shed as many as it can to bury so no plant would dare want to set a seed and start to grow underneath this not only that but some plants like your your native alligator junipers uh they actually taint the soil they put uh poisons in it so nothing can grow except it it likes the it likes this kind of soil but nothing else does and so you won't find a lot of different kinds of plants growing underneath these plants. Well, that's fine if it's out in the forest. But if it's in your own backyard and you've got a piece of art underneath that, and you're trying to downlight it and uplight it and have gardens underneath, you need to clean up some of these pine needles. Then, so many of us tuned in, This this broadcast range goes from the wildland interface and and, and the wildfire interfaces. So we've got a lot of this interaction with the forests that are out there and we need to think in terms of defense. How do I protect my home from fire, from animals, from different things that are in the forest? And fire is one of those big things that we need to think about. Not everyone here cares about that. I understand. You don't have that worry about pine, uh, that that. Wildfire getting up in the canopies of the pinyon pines, the ponderosas, and it just rages through neighborhoods. Everything is vaporized before their eyes. I mean, just it's dangerous. Uh, you need to think in terms of how can I keep that fire from, how can I help the firefighters fight this fire through my yard? And what pine needles do, they're kind of like a, a, a they're like a matchstick. They're like a fuse. And so if we can keep that fire down on the ground, and easy to maintain, the firefighters can fight that all day long. The second it jumps up into the canopies, it's just run. There's no saving anything. Just get out of there because it's way too dangerous. And then the wind gets to it and just carries it quickly, like the speed of wind. That's how fast it can travel. But if we can keep that fire on the ground with simple pruning, uh, keeping the you, you folks in those areas. I'm not going into. That's not for this show. Got a whole lesson on just how to prevent wildfires, or how to mitigate that with landscaping. But the pine needles, a few are good. But if you've got more than, let's say, three or four inches of pine needles, it's getting dangerous. Now all of a sudden, there's fuel there for it to burn through. So you want to clean that up, rake some of it up. Uh, don't don't rake all of it up because now your pine trees become Dry. They're exposed to sunburning, uh, drying out the soils. Weeds can now compete. So help that plant compete to to prevent weeds from growing. To keep the ground moist. To keep the sun off that off the root zones. So the plant be- remains healthy. But remove most of it, except for, for about again. The book says about four inches or less. Uh, but take most of those needles out so that burning that that smoldering fire can't creep across the ground and then ignite other things in the yard pine needles are good leaves they're good they're good mulch chew them up I, I send mine all through the the lawnmower then i'll top dress my flower beds i'll chop chop drop dress around my roses it's like it's like gold it's perfect it's great plants feed off of it. the worms love it and so this is good stuff but don't leave it on the lawn. Don't leave it out there where it just builds up. You don't maintain it until next spring. That's not so good. It's not as healthy for the gardens. So rake up at your convenience. Uh, let it blow in the corners. That's fine. And then use it out of the compost bin or bag it. Get it off there. Uh, but that's how you deal with fall in the mountains of Arizona. be right back after this.
0: The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Instant Raywood Ash. Raywoods are known for
1: their handsome fall foliage that turns colors of red to royal purple. Just stunning.
0: The leaves have a fine texture which add a softness to harsh rock yard. At
1: $120, these instant trees are magnificent. 12 feet tall with a 6 foot spread, you won't have to wait for this tree to grow up.
0: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love instant trees, they love to shop. I grew up in the family business with my three sisters, and I've raised four of my own kids in the same garden center. Waters isn't just another business in town. This is part of our home, an extension of who we are. My family spends more time here than we do at home. It's basically an extension of our living room. We just have more friends over than most. My name is Lisa Waters Lane, and you'll feel welcomed, peaceful, and at home here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener.
1: Back in the studio is Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week and just shares her garden and say her thoughts, what What has she been meditating on throughout the week? (laughs) Deep thoughts that can we can share over the airwaves that is uniquely from your perspective. Mm -hmm. And so, gardeners, you talk to any gardener, they've got ten different ways, thoughts at any given time on gardening. And so, so just so the show isn't boring, just me droning on and on about local gardens. Well, Lisa comes in and makes us well. You make the airwaves sound better.
0: Oh, thank you, dear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what do you got for us this week?
0: Well, you were talking about meditating. I've really been working hard this whole week to be thankful. Oh, your Thanksgiving was great. track yeah. of things that I'm thankful yeah. for. Sure. And so that's kind of been nice. So yeah. what are you thankful for?
1: I'm thankful for you. <laughs> God's truly blessed. I was thinking the other day, earlier in the week, I went, uh, just so I'm sh- sharing COVID stuff, mm-hmm. this new law coming in, anyone over 100 employees, which isn't us, but yeah. anyone, I've got friends that do have yeah. a lot of employees and going, well, if this mandates and this kind of stuff. I'm going, you know, we haven't had one case of COVID here in the garden center, in the staff mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, a year and a half, not one case. I mean, I know comp- I've got friends that had went through mm-hmm. the entire staff, so the, everyone in the company. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Your sister just got it. She was vaccinated. The whole, she's a hygienist, the whole hygienist office got it. it was, we are so blessed. I'm oh, thankful yeah. for that, that mm-hmm. I think God's looking after us more than we could possibly know. Mm-hmm. And we do all, we think we do all these things ourselves. <laughs> We're so safe. We sanitize everything. Everything's spaced out. We're remodeled right. the whole store. But really, it's, you can only do so much. True. And then, then kind of your guardian angel or there's providential things happening that look after you. I think that's the case. But mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm thankful for dinner Thursday out of your sister's place right. in Chino Valley. We didn't have to host; <laughs> they did. We just brought a fruit cook. salad, so was, that was so easy. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> that is true. So lots of things to be thankful yeah. for this year yeah. as we move into the holiday season. The so, holiday season. I know we're gonna start playing. Christmas da, da, da. Music. It's we already on. Played it yet. Yeah, yep. that's true. It's on. <laughs>
1: there we go.
0: Now the I'm playing it for the dogs. Now when I leave, oh, I man. turn i'm like christmas alexa play christmas we do have spoiled (laughs) dogs
1: yes very much
0: They are, but so this time of year this is when we get the holiday plants in so the poinsettias and the christmas cactus and um there are some trip tricks to taking care of those that you enjoy them for the whole season yeah so especially poinsettias what i what i find here a lot of people do a couple mistakes they make number one they're buying them maybe at a grocery store or someplace that's like right near the front door. And yeah. every time those doors open and close, this blast of cold air comes yeah. on them. And they don't like that. They're tropical it. plants. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're used to humid, moist, right. warm mm-hmm. air. Yeah.
0: They really don't like that. Another thing, a mistake a lot of people make, they're coming from the valley or California. Do not put your poinsettia outside.
1: No, no, no. Not do I, don't that. Know,
0: I don't know how many times <laughs> I see that. And I drive by and I'm like, "Oh.
1: That's <laughs> that desert influence up here. They would yeah. never do that in the Midwest yeah. or the East Coast, but here you got this mm-hmm. this culture that collides cold weather for a season with tropical desert folks and they don't know they just don't know what to do right but that's why they're tuned in here
0: that is the mountain gardener they can become smarter that's right so yeah don't put it outside don't put it in an area don't put poinsettias in areas where they're getting a lot of cold on them so if you're like a front door that you go in and out of a lot would not be a good spot the other one is like under a heater vent so that the hot air is blowing on them they don't like that either so Put them in a spot where temperatures are just kind of mild and even, yeah. um, you know. And then the other thing with them is they like moisture, but they don't like to be wet.
1: Soggy wet. The roots. Right. They don't right. like the roots to be mm-hmm. consistent, moist, but not soggy. Right. So it's not of so drainage. Just yeah.
0: Evenly moist, but God. not floating in water. So a lot of times when you buy those pretty poinsettias, you've got a foil wrap or something yeah. around them. Well, those don't drain. So people are watering, watering, the water just kind of builds in there. Uh, yep. They do not like that. And you'll start, the centers will start just kind of falling out of them and leaves will drop sure. off. Yeah. So just something to be careful uh, of so for those guys. take them out of that
1: foil. When you water, and water them mm-hmm. in the sink or something right. when they're fine, when they're done dripping, put them back in the pretty yeah. sleeve right, or the festive bow and stuff. Whatever yeah. you've
0: got. And gotcha. um, the other thing when you How water. Often should you water those? It's going to depend on your house. Yeah. Probably. Once a week. Once a week. Okay. Um, the other thing is when you do water them, water them with tepid to lukewarm water. Don't use that cold water right out of your sink. Gotcha. They're, they're not real happy with it. <laughs> yeah.
1: They don't like the cold. They're basically yeah. Costa Rican plants, mm-hmm. South Mexico. That's where they're natural. That's where they were found by the first botanist,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: Colonel Poinsett, I think it was his name, yeah. back in the 1800s. So he found it. It was into plants. He just, It's gone global. And mm-hmm. so think in terms of Costa Rica and you're okay. You go out <laughs> with your swimsuit, soak your feet in a yeah. nice coral, right. uh, a mm-hmm. beach, they'll be happy too.
0: Right, right. So a lot of pretty colors this year. We've got the white, we've got pink, we've got uh, country quilt, which is kind of a red and white blotch. It's really a pretty plant. And then an ice one, which is kind of a red, white variegated, it's just really so that's pretty. pretty. Wow. Yeah. That's unusual. So some nice ones So they're this in year. now.
1: So mm-hmm. you've got them right there on the floor. We got them. And, and the... We'll have red through the season, but those most unusual, They're, different, you can't find them anywhere.
0: Those go fast.
1: Those will go fast. And once you're out, you can't get more of the crop. It's right. just gone. Yep.
0: Right. So yeah. Get in early and shop early. And enjoy your plants through the holidays the other one is the christmas cactus so that's another one people love to give as gifts or they're buying one for themselves because you know great grandma betty yeah. had one and yeah. they want to start their tradition and they're getting those come kind of, we have a lot of different colors of those some really pretty striking ones uh, red and white variegated some really pretty pinks and oranges and greens and whites great. Wow! Uh, all different colors on those so definitely Come in and check those out because those do go really fast. Uh, But there again, they don't, even though they Christmas cactus, they're not really a true cactus. um, Don't put it outside. No. (laughs) Uh, Don't put it in a hot window where the heat's going to come in on it and burn it. And the other thing with those, if you keep them too wet, they will drop every blossom they have. (laughs) So they really do like to be on the dry side. Yeah. So you, do, you definitely don't want to overwater them. There again, when you do water, that nice, tepid water, this time of year is perfect for them. Um, but if you start, if you've seen your blossoms drop, you're probably That's overwatering. overwatering gotcha. Or, or
1: really cold water.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, both of those will do that. So we do have both of those in stock right now. New new orders, lots of selection. Got to check those out. Um, a lot of people will bring in herbs, um you know to decorate with or they're cooking with through the holidays like
1: lavenders and rosemaries lavenders or,
0: yeah, rosemaries okay. oregano's thyme. a lot of times you see them in the little tree form yeah you know where they've kind of topiaried them made little trees out of them which is kind of fun it's a great thing to do great way to, to, to decorate um but those guys don't overwater <laughs> People love to water things inside yeah. their house, I've noticed. So you just have to be really careful that you're not keeping it. So again, too what wet.
1: once a week, once Maybe every rosemary, once, is a once week. every 10, 14 days. Mm-hmm. Kind of depend what you what you have now is the, the heater is on. Right. So the heater like dries the air out inside your house, warms it mm-hmm. up, but it dries it out. So if it's in a drafty area where it's getting a lot of blowing, it can dry out faster. Just mm-hmm. you'll see pockets. You're it's a different watering. Right This time of year, just because the windows have closed up and right. the heater's going like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so that dries plants out differently than, let's say, it would in spring or You know or, or the or best summer.
0: way to handle that? No. Get a moisture meter. Yeah, well,
1: there we go. That's a good stocking <laughs> stuff for, for, for yeah, gardener.
0: Yeah. Moisture meters <laughs> take the aggravation yeah. out of so yeah. many things and the guesswork. Because things can look really dry on top. And then you stick that moisture meter in there. It's like, whoa, wet, wet, wet. So it can be very, it can fool you. So, moisture meter just takes the gas out, and you don't have. To. I think
1: it puts the joy in all for $14.99. <laughs> it's just, they don't cost very much. No, for they're very no more guesstimates.
0: It's just very great. True, very true. So, I mean, now is a great time to everybody's decorating for Christmas now. We're past Thanksgiving. So, come in and, and check out the plants. So,
1: I had someone ask Do you have, they've been pent up demand for Christmas cactus? Christmas cactus, mm-hmm. they're hard to find, it's a limited crop. Mm-hmm. you will have them for about 2 weeks lots of color every size every shape every color and then towards christmas we run out of colors and sizes you have less choice and by the week prior to christmas they're they're, they're gone they're just they're not going to be there so that's yeah. one the, the weird colors grab them the right. interesting different new grab them early mm-hmm. don't wait until oh, i i'm going to go shopping later and i'll come in and get one later they won't be here sure. so anyway thank you lisa great Welcome. the the uh, christmas how to take care of the holiday plants in your yard in your house, house. not yard in your <laughs> house Ken and Lisa lane the mountain gardeners be right back after this
0: Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website, podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's Waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters' October companion plants that grow well together are Burning Bush, Arizona Creepers, Spicy Mums, Glamour Kale, and Prescott blaze Maple. Prescott blaze maples have extreme growth of three feet or more each year. The fall color glows like embers in a blaze hot fire. Thus, the name.
1: There's no better red maple to plant locally.
0: Perfect for patios or any place shade is needed. And a big, bold tree is just $149.
1: You'll find the best fall shade trees here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. New to the area with your dream home on the inside, but surrounded by boring? A castle surrounded by rock is just so bland but we can help
0: at waters we have a team of plant experts ready to dress up and decorate even the most boring of landscapes with something fresh new and evergreen plus we
1: deliver and plant for you
0: designer plants with the experts to help you beautify your new
1: abode waters garden center 1815 iron springs road in prescott
0: welcome to the mountain gardener with ken lane gardening in the mountains is different listen to ken's tips tricks and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year now for better advice that works locally welcome your host ken lane
1: this is the weekend when we start to set out the decorations in the landscape around the house in the house so in our house, we've got the bathrooms are all decorated. I mean, the girls just went crazy. You we can't see the mirror anymore. It's all got frost and cotton and snowman. It's just it's just beautiful. It's fun. It's festive. I love it. The smell of of brownies and cookies are almost continual at our house. We're a we're a house full of bakers. I just love it. I'm, I'm, this is great for me. Um, outside the house, there are some plants that some evergreens. That are just more holiday-ish. I thought I'd cover some of those, and and if you're decorating, you want one of these. Just you want to plop one at the perfect spot, looking through that bay window out by the street or the mailbox, or on a deck or out the back sliders. You can plant plants right now. It is no worries. They're going to thrive. They'll actually continue to root. They'll actually set buds. Uh, And and there's just a way to plant those, and they really take off, and they love the winter. These are winter evergreens, and they like to be planted in the winter. Here are the ones that have the most holiday flavor to them. And, And you always have to start with the Colorado spruce. This is a plant that grows up and down the ridgelines of the entire Rocky Mountains, from Canada all the way down to Prescott, Arizona, you will find Colorado spruce growing wild on the hillsides. They like the cold. But the beauty of those are they've got a central leader, so a trunk that goes straight up, and then big swooping branches that come off of those. And so it has this perfect Christmas tree look to it. And so Colorado spruce... It's a big tree though. It grows fast. I'm talking 18, 24 months, uh, 24 inches in a year. It just is methodical and it grows it not just in the top, it grows all over, 360. All the branches grow two feet. I mean, just it just grows. It gets exponentially larger every year, and that's why it's so pretty. It has this blue-silver kind of color to it, where when you put twinkle lights on it, it just picks up the color on those on those lights. It just looks good with bows, looks good with, with with balls, and just it just screams holidays. It can be too big for a lot of yards. So they came out with several genetically dwarfed varieties. And this is called Fat Albert spruce, Size spruce. Uh, there's several baccarai. There if it's got a name and it says spruce, probably it's either one of two things. It's been it's been taught or it's been groomed bred to be smaller. So it'd be like we've got standard size poodles, then we've got miniature poodles. It's that same exact thing. We bred one to be smaller. Or it's got a really fancy color. So it could be pure, just this silver. It's not blue. It is silver. Crazy colors to them. It's got a name in front of spruce. It's very exotic. It's different. It's unusual. And they all do really, really well here in the mountains of Arizona. And you could plant them now. You could decorate them now. Uh, The Negative, well, okay. The negative with planting now is when you plant them, you'll probably have to stake them. So you might want to do something fun with the stakes on either side of the tree. So wrap them, make them look like candy canes, something. Uh, But the reason we're staking those trees now is we can get a lot of snow, from now through February, first part of March. And so these new trees can load up with literally hundreds of pounds of snow. So it can fall over. It doesn't harm them, but it will those new root hairs it formed will be broken. And so you have to set it back up. And so if you just stake them, it keeps them from falling over from the weight of the snow. Purely it's a snow snow event, You're trying to keep the snow off. If they're small, it doesn't matter. There's not enough mass for them to... To load up with snow, but the bigger ones can really have a, literally lots and lots of snow. The weight you can just get them to fall over. So that's that's the only caveat. Good to plant them; they'll continue to root. Just make sure you stake them for this time of year. Some others that I like, especially if you need privacy. Now, with a spruce tree, these Christmas tree-looking trees, they'll have a, a the top of the tree is is smaller, and then at the base of the tree it gets very long. So again. Every branch is growing a little bit more each year. And so as it grows taller, it gets wider and wider and wider. Some trees are better at privacy screen because they hold their mass from the top right down to the bottom better than others. My favorite for this time of year, just because it's a natural for the mountains of Arizona, pine trees, pine tree. We're surrounded by some of the world's largest pine forests: ponderosa pine forest, pinyon pines. There's a lot of different pines that grow up here. One of my favorites is Austrian pine. Yes, it's a European pine. It's long-needled. It's related to our ponderosa pine, but it keeps its foliage right down to the ground. Much better at screening. Ponderosa pines, really, you're planting a trunk in the yard. You really don't get to appreciate the foliage. It's all up above the roof line. The reason it does that... I don't know if I want to go into that here. That's too much detail. The reason a ponderosa grows that way is purely so it can live through a forest fire. Forest fires roll through a forest on the ground. If it puts all of its foliage up off the ground, and as a wildfire kind of roams around through the leaf litter and burns out all everything else, all of its competition, its foliage is fine. And so it continues to grow. That's why some of these ponderosas are massive, hundreds, 100 feet tall. Not unusual. And so all the foliage is up there. Well, in my landscape, I really don't want that. I want something that looks good right down to the ground. And I'll find other ways to mitigate fire. I'm not in a neighborhood where I'd have to worry about that. So there I want an Austrian pine, long needle pine, that dip, deep, rich green. It's also less prone to bark beetle, ips beetle, bark flathead boar, all the, all the, The bugs that tend to eat some of the pine trees, this one is less prone to get that. It's just a robust, beautiful, it's just a holiday tree. It's got that rich green to it, and it just holds its foliage better, especially if you're trying to screen out a neighbor's, that new Class A RV they just parked right next to your bedroom. Oh, We can make that go away here, and probably by the end of next year's growth, it grows 24 inches a year. I mean, it's it's an amazing, fast-growing pine tree. Then you get into pinyon pines, some of your native-y kind of pines. They're, they're, more, they're more western, south rough looking. They're not as formal looking. Although we try to groom them, we've got quite a few native pines here that we're trying to groom and make them look more ornamental. Uh, but it just takes a lot more work. And still, they're going to have this more form that looks wilder, like they're, like it just belongs here. Then you get into a series of junipers, Italian cypress, Arizona cypress. These are not really Christmas tree looking things, although they can be decorated to look quite holiday-ish. They look good with lights and bows and ribbons and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And they can be planted right now, no problems, Uh, but, but they don't have that needle to them. Everyone thinks, oh, I want swooping branches and a needle. These have more of a juniper needle. It is a conifer. It does have a needle, but they're just so short, they're not as defined. They don't have the layering of the branch structure like a spruce or a pine tree does. But it comes close, but it's very robust. Animals, they just don't seem they don't bother uh, a, a, any kind of juniper. They don't bother Arizona Cypress. The nat- these are natives that grow wild around them. And so they adapt really well, very robust. And you can decorate them. I've seen some, some magical things. A designer can really go crazy with some of these juniper-looking kinds of plants. Then, probably the last one, deodar cedar. Deodar cedars are probably the fastest growing and largest of all the evergreens. This thing is a beast. It's, it looks innocent here at the garden center, but it grows three, four feet a year. I mean, it's fast growing. It gets up to 50, 60 70 feet tall and 25 feet wide. This thing has ginormous, it puts a Colorado spruce, it makes it look dwarfed, but it's fast growing. If you need a fast growing evergreen, great. If you've got a big property, you need to control the, the 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 vistas, the wind now. It's a great one, but it also decorates nice until it finally gets up beyond the ladder's height where it just goes. It's going to keep on growing, but Deodore Cedar naturalizes really, really well here. There's some beautiful specimens. Got this this wispy kind of branches coming out, easy to decorate. You can even climb them as a kid. We used to climb them as a tree, go up 50 feet in the air, make your mother go crazy. Get down from there. But she's got that perfect scaffolding to, to to climb a tree with. Fast growing and hardy as can be. Lots of evergreen trees that look holiday as you can plant right now in your yard.
0: You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters
1: Garden Companion Plants for November are Camellia, Vanderwolf Pine, Flowering Pear and English Ivy.
0: English Ivy stays waxed green through winter, forming a lush ground cover under large trees
1: quickly climbs walls pillars arbors and fences without support
0: use english ivy to cascade over hanging baskets or tall planters with a perfectly shaped alberta spruce in the middle
1: shop exciting evergreen vines in store or online at watersgardencenter.com
0: hi elisa with the plants of the week in our austrian pine
1: we have instantaneous trees just in and ready for fall planting
0: This pine has the same long needles as our ponderosa pine without all the problems, and these trees are really big and bold.
1: This is the fastest growing of the pines, and lots of sizes to choose from, but the $249 model is exceptionally big.
0: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love big, bold pines, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert, Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now, welcome your host, Ken Lane.
1: Well, I sure hope that you had a, a pleasant, safe Thanksgiving. That your holidays will be to come, will be just blessed, will just be fun. Decorations are going up. I just love this time of year driving through neighborhoods. Uh, we're putting hours up this weekend so the outdo- outside and the inside, probably not the Christmas tree. So I think we're going with a living Christmas tree this year. So living trees are you know you've got cut trees they're they're grown in in a field they're cut the roots they're cut severed from the roots, they're brought in you, bring, you put them on a, a tree stand, you decorate them and they're dropping needles like crazy by the end of, end of the holidays by, by, by New year's. Hopefully they make it past Christmas. Um, Living trees are that, but they're on their roots. And so there, when you get done, you take it outside and you plant it out in the yard afterwards. They're great for that. Um, They cost about the same as a cut tree. The negative, they'll be a little bit smaller, but they're on their roots. So the tree is physically smaller, but it's got that root ball. So it's sitting two feet above its root ball already. And then you can't keep them in in the house quite as long. Because they're outdoor trees, they need to remain cold. We need to keep them asleep. And so you want to bring them in the house, use them a week, 10 days, no more than two weeks. I don't care what variety. It's not going to like that. And then you want to bring them back outdoors, get them used or acclimated to that cold again. Then you go plant them right out in the yard, January 2nd, whatever. And so that's the negative with them. But if you're, if you can go with the rhythm, you can keep that timing. You can, if you can time things, um, it's a great way to go. Especially if you're in a new, a new house, you need more landscaping. Boy, living trees are the way to go. Now, with that being said, be careful what variety you you go with. You need to know there's all these desert varieties are brought up here and sold as living Christmas trees, even houseplants. There's a houseplant variety of, of pine tree. That will not grow outdoors. Um, the desert pine trees don't grow outdoors up in the up at elevation. They're, they'll get cold, they, and there's all kinds of diseases they get on. There's, there's, I could go on and on. So make sure you're doing your homework. You're buying a mountain pine or spruce that you can plant in your yard that will thrive afterwards in our climate. So just know who you're buying it from. Don't just go into Costco or the box stores or whatever, big orange and blues. Go, oh, that looks good. I'll take that. Use it for a week or two and then plant it outdoors. It might just die. And it wasn't you. They just brought their Phoenix inventory up here and sold it in the mountains. And you were doomed from the, from the second you put that thing in your cart. Just, just be aware. And then there's all the fake, you know... Plastic Chinese stuff. Smells like dust. (laughs) I don't know. We're going living tree this year. Anyway, enjoy your decorating. Enjoy the poinsettias, the amaryllis, the Christmas cactus, all the holiday garden stuff that happens, the rosemaries, the lavenders that are just decorated, made to look better than, almost not real, but they're beautiful and yes, you can continue to garden, have something living, thriving in your indoor space, even your outdoor gardens, if you plan it just right. And we're here to help. I mean, Lisa and I, we camp out here. We're here all weekend long for this shop small, you know, support your small business folks, you know, this American Express shop small thing. Um, I, I realize everyone's gonna going to rush Walmart anyway. Like just afterwards, come say hi. (laughs) We're here all weekend. We love talking to fans of the show or talking plants up with folks. And we love hanging out with gardeners. Those folks that love funky hats and great gloves and just being out in fresh air. We love talking to gardeners. As I started the show, to my Jewish friends, may you have a blessed Hanukkah. I think that starts on the 10th of December. To my Christian friends, the merriest of Christmas, and to everyone else, have the happiest of holidays from all of us here at Waters Garden Center. Waters Garden companion plants for November are flowering pear, English ivy, camellias and Vanderwolf pine.
0: VanderWolf is related to Arizona pines with fluffy foliage.
1: It's remarkably resilient in dry Arizona soils.
0: Makes a graceful specimen in yards or expansive estate landscapes.
1: This distinctive pine, long, twisted, silver-blue needles covering the dense branches. Carefree and easy to grow. Shop by store or online at watersgardencenter.com.